1: Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 69. Today, we are talking with Ty Draney, Debbie Farka, and myself and Joel on the mic. We're going to be talking about a few things, DNFs, and we may or may not be having a donut eating contest. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter... Instagram and Facebook, at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. All right, welcome back to. This is going to be a, a super special edition of You're the Trail Manners that. podcast. Joel signed off on that, so. Yep. So we are. Uh, we just got done with a run. Yep. First of all, with uh, a good group of folks, it was fun. And it is like a snowmageddon today. Joel got stuck. I in did his get truck. stuck.
2: It's not going to get out until
1: spring. Yeah, and we got to go shovel and. Uh, Myself and one of our guests today, Mr. Ty Draney, were not. We weren't able to push him out. No. And uh, so that was bad. Debbie, who is our other guest, had a good view from her car. She watched. She watched yep. um, as we couldn't struggle to get her coach the truck said loose. that wasn't part of her training plan, so <laughs> oh. we couldn't in- include
2: Moron. that. More <laughs> on, yeah. <laughs> what what a
1: coach?
0: I'm pretty sure you told me <clears throat> not to help.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. That was my instructions.
1: Yeah. So what do we got going on today? We got we got Ty, we got Debbie, myself, Joel on the mic. Yeah. A couple boxes of. Dunkin' Donuts. That's right. So uh, we've been training hard. Yeah. Um, you know, Ty mentioned what he ate yesterday. Why don't you give the listeners an idea of what you had yesterday to uh, gear up for I today. don't.
3: I don't think we can expose the kids to that. I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed. Are by you? That. Yeah. you're I not embarrassed the shame by two dozen no, donuts? No, not, not, not when this is healthier. <laughs> 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 not when it's a step up. That, that thing gives them a frame of reference. And I'm just worried about moving my head now after I being chastised by the trail manner's <laughs> crew. <laughs> he's going to so. be
0: frozen in that <laughs> position. So,
1: can so we Remind everybody real quick about that, going. Eric. Okay. So, so yeah, we had so one of our first episodes we had we the had the first episode we had Ty Draney on. It, yeah, and we had to scrap it. Yeah, if that's the right word for it. Because I don't blame him. Because Ty was not familiar um, with the Mike etiquette, etiquette of microphone usage. It so just barely
3: got those in Wyoming last year. Yeah. So yeah. Microphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with it.
1: <laughs> nice, but yeah. that came with your karaoke machine. <laughs> that, what's that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we we had to get on before the show yeah. we usually with our guests we say okay these mics are this is how they work it's not just a normal microphone right well he's the reason we had to do that yeah he's he is the poster boy for how to not use a microphone right. crash test dummy yeah, and absolutely. coming in a close second though we have to say is turtle miller he's gonna overtake yeah because these mics you got to be you got to talk into them right this is turning your head away from a microphone folks and that's not very far no so. So he's locked and loaded. We got him stuck in this position. Yeah, which he's I like. He's doing the mannequin chances. challenge right now. He is. He is. <laughs> I, think, I think my neck meat is cramping right now. Is there, is there an easier like, way to do he this? Said this? Meat <laughs> neck meat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've never heard neck meat before, and I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> okay, so today on the show we're going to be talking about some DNF um, right. because it's something that uh, our listeners want to talk, have us talk about. And right. So we brought in, you know, two guests. We get more perspective. There's four people. Right. right. But before we get into that we We want to to check in on ty ty how you doing Better now that uh, you know your neck is
3: loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's like you know when you you think your knee hurts and so someone kicks you in the shin. You know, so Achilles is feeling good relatively. You know, <laughs> to my sternocleidomastoid. Ooh, here, nice oh, reference. Wow. I You're like welcome. that. You're welcome, oh, guy. I'm the muscle good. guy. I am like to stick with neck meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so much t- easier to hashtag. Yeah, no, do, doing <laughs> doing really well. Back back running a little bit. I wouldn't call it training, but uh, running pain-free f- for the first time in years. Got in a snowy trail run. Then mostly sticking to the road. I probably, uh, well, I'd like had 100% more vert than I've had since uh, July. But uh, but good, yeah, doing well. Just trying to split the difference between pushing it along and getting back, and because I'm not getting any younger. And you look younger. Well. That's, yeah, so I'm a public educator. It <laughs> takes years right off you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, yeah, and so you know pushing it along, and and then also not trying not to hurt myself because uh, surgery takes time and money, and so yeah, trying to refrain from enrolling any project, cool projects or races at this point. Not doing super well with that. Right, but, uh, you're, you're hitting know. the
1: podcast scene.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. you know, that's I uh, said my vocalizer's great. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my we're goodness. good. My vocalizer. <laughs> you are an yeah. educator. Yeah, another scientific term for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just right of your neck meat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for those that don't
1: don't know, let our listeners know um, you know, why haven't you been able to run and why are you coming back? What what's going on?
3: Well, I um been dealing with an Achilles thing off and on uh in, you know, in retrospect for well, several years since about, well, probably three years, maybe four years. And finally, um, after in a battle on and off, you know, and I I never really gave it a really good break, you know, in retrospect, because my training schedules didn't ever really coincide really with my high school athletes. And so I was always kind of doing, so my off season wasn't really an off season and apparently doing that for like 15 years straight is bad. (laughs) <laughs> I, you know, hmm. I know you. You know, everybody's worried about OTS and all that stuff. But uh, uh, so it kind of cropped up, but it, and it just kind of gradually, gradually got worse. And then uh, Barclay makes every part of your body feel better. And it turns out I just didn't rebound really well after that. It uh, kept moving back to trying to train and to to really run instead of, you know, hike up ridiculous things. Uh, just never really came around. I was scheduled to run uh, the Smut 60K last year, and it just it wasn't getting better. Uh, I ended up running the 35K with my 13 year old son. Awesome. It was the best, best, most fun I've ever had in a race, you know. Uh, and that was great. But then I finally ended up going to ha- have an MRI, and it turns out it was torn, Oof. but not ruptured, but torn. And so I had uh, to kind of, it's called a Haglund effect. It's by far not my most effective part. But uh, anyway, I was born with it. And just the years of, and the angle it was pulling on my Achilles. And I think it probably started out as tendonitis. And then just it was just tearing, tearing, tearing. So um, shopped around and was able to, you know, the all the cool kids go like Ben Lewis get to go to Sweden. I couldn't swing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I ended up uh, through a friend getting in at uh, down at the Stedman Clinic in Vale at the Olympic Medical Center. They know they treat real athletes, even so. <laughs> it seemed like a good. It seemed like a good good place to go. Um, and they did a great job. The, the procedure is a little different there in Sweden. Is the only way they traditionally they would remove your Achilles tendon completely, mm-hmm. shave all that off. Because right. I had some bone spurs underneath the Achilles, and plus that big bump on my heel where it connected, and so. They, instead of doing that, they split the Achilles mm-hmm. grain-wise right. and go in and do all that stuff. And they peel back one, they had to peel back a little corner of it. Right. But um, the recovery time was, it was astronomically different. Like, I would just be getting out of a cast now right. if they would have taken my Achilles. It was four to six months in a cast. Uh, doing it this way, it was 10 days holy cow As i'm not really great at math but that's a difference of yeah. like a few days yes right yeah, yeah according yeah. to my math
1: so when did you have this procedure done
3: uh august 10th or whatever something just that wednesday or something after, after vaquero. vaquero yeah right there we drove down and uh yeah so it's it's been it's been going well it was a weird weird fall not running with my kids and up being that guy you know playing fossil fuel athlete on my (laughs) four-wheeler yeah Uh, luckily the one i was able to borrow had a sweet it was like a gun rack or a rod rack on front so i could put my polio crutches in it you know and i could like (laughs) i could like zoom around you know and follow the kids and tell them to run faster you know you know it was good it was typical it was you know it had some camouflage and you know it was good fit in better with the locals there you go did you, yeah. work,
1: did you have your brush popper?
3: I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I don't currently own <laughs> popper, a brush popper. Little, so I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have one. So, uh, so yeah. So it started running. I ran a little bit the first week of December. I got to jog the course when we were down at Foot Locker in California. Um, and so, I think I ran 30 miles last week. I haven't run as many miles this week. So again, trying to strike that balance. And it's doing good. It looks good. That bump, look, obviously gone and. They're good at doing stitches. It's they were ex- expensive, but uh, right. it's just nice, clean, and you can hardly even tell. So, hmm. kind of changed my gait in a few things. So I like say my kids tease me about being like a baby moose. So I'm kind of like Bambi trying to learn how to, <laughs> and my my foot
1: and stuff. But yeah, it's good. It's so good to be coming back. To learn how to run again. Right? Yeah.
3: Kind of. Kind of weird. Yeah. Like it feels like uh, I lost. I was like paralyzed on one side or something because it's it's a little bit it changed totally. I my used to be really kind of pigeon toed on that side because of the whole anatomy of my foot and now
1: I mean look in the snow I hardly even recognize my own tracks. Hey, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, it it's good. So, that's great. I mean, it was fun. I mean, we went running with you this morning. Hmm? And it was we like we said it's a huge snowstorm. Yeah, and it was fun to have you out there. It yes. was, awesome. it was awesome. You did a great job. Yeah. yeah, and it was awesome to almost be able to keep up with you. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Know. you guys were crushing it. I know Deb, we couldn't even hardly keep up. I know she killed us
3: right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. she we're did good. not
2: take the warm up loop. Did no, was well, good. You gotta, yeah. there's well, got to be
3: hap- some sucker to b- break trail. Yeah, though. exactly. I noticed, I, I noticed Joel went, you know, faded right back there. That he started went out kind of out the gate and then pulled the old man stepped aside. And
1: yeah, yeah. That's that's like that, way, didn't you? that's the way we like that though. <laughs> well, that See when guests come to town, people up their game. Yeah, myself, yeah. I don't care who comes <laughs> to town. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like most things. It's like my dad says, like most things, it's not so bad once you get over the shame of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like who's coming? Yeah. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I'm yeah. Doing yeah. what who's I want to do. Yeah. yeah. What doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't need to talk. Are you kidding me? I'm breathing <laughs> don't back I don't here. I need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to chat with you fools. I'm just gonna breathe. I take it in. Like I told you guys earlier, I felt like I was like. Light speed in Star Wars mm, with all works. that snow. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we run downhill, because right. that's when I was I going like faster. Was
0: floating, going downhill. Yeah, snow. It, it was. Fun. It was. was ma- really
1: it was an amazing morning. We it really might end was. Up calling you Han now the rest of your life. Yeah. It was a, so. I think that's the name. Or Obi Wan, something like that. Uh-huh. Oh, we'll figure something. We got. Yeah. C- I'll come up with a Star Wars name, but yeah. it, it can't right. be the real Star Wars names because that's bad for them.
0: <laughs> right.
1: bad for their he business might. yeah yeah. Wow. yeah we don't want to bring there we don't want to bring the franchise to well I mean, <laughs> current
3: climate you just don't know who's listening you yeah. know george lucas might end up suing you you just
1: don't know so. Yeah, that's probably. true george sure. i have nothing to do with this by the way but hey i really <laughs> would like to come to your ranch though <laughs> 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 I mean, we could have put a race on there we probably just need one permit right <laughs> yeah yeah <Maybe>. that's true <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> that'd be super cool so you, what's your? Do you have plans this year? Or are you just kind of like plan plans by that year? you want to talk about?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I have some top secret stuff, and I'm just throwing that out there because it really makes my wife crazy because uh, she listens to the it. show. Because yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't care Did for I that giggle? laughter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and since we're on mic, he rolled his <laughs> eyes. So well, that was that
3: was that was for nothing with you guys. Sure it wasn't. Uh, yeah. You're. Um,
1: you're ooh. <laughs> Last no, time. I just
3: had a really pretty funny image of her, you know, her sitting down and you know working, pulling up the, uh, pulling up the podcast. Not not gonna probably happen. It does. She's probably yeah.
1: got her Beats by Dre on, She's <laughs> sitting there, maybe. listening to the show. I
3: I've, I would pay for photographic evidence. So <laughs> maybe that's her sure. secret. Maybe maybe right?
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. I I was telling
3: Joel this morning that I was trying to think of an equally bad but different idea than. Than Barkley uh, toying with the idea of maybe running Desert Solstice next fall and see how many laps I can do on a track, you know, in 24 hours. Yeah, in 24 hours on a 400 meter track, and part of that in me is intriguing because a you don't have to worry about anyone scraping you, or you don't have to worry about condolence letters, or you know (laughs) what time the race starts, and pretty even I should manage not to get lost in
1: that one right and <laughs> just keep turning left you so know how many <laughs> laps in 24 hours
3: well let's on say a track. the winners have t- been running about 150 miles wow so.
0: which is how many laps
1: four laps to the mile so you said Do 600 that. laps something like that oh my gosh 24 hours on a track i bet i could get a solid 2 laps in so, uh, <laughs> how
2: they keep? Do they have somebody out there keeping track of the laps?
1: I, I think either that or chips.
3: I'm guessing they've got a chip. They I don't. Chip? I don't know that much about it. I've okay. just, you know, been in. It's oh. kind of an old guy thing. I think, you know. I mean, the old. Uh, was it Peter that did the run across America? I think he crushed it the year before, and you know, Scott Jurik had his little bout there, and mm-hmm. might be a way, you know to combine running a lot with my years of track, and I don't know be cool to see if you could make a U.S. team or I don't know. I think I that's, that's a possible. good idea, right? Yeah. There.
2: That's a cool idea, make the U.S. team. Yeah,
3: but we'll see because they usually go to some crazy place like Bulgaria to do the same
1: thing again in the spring or something, and I don't know. It's kind of been – So when, I- when is that, or when is the Desert Solstice? Uh, like
3: first week in December or something oh, okay. like that. plenty of time. Yeah, so that's why I give kind of a good time. I plan on, you know, starting to compete again probably, you know, fall, hopefully to pace a few – Few races, gonna be back up at Kroger's. Nice, really excited nice. about that. Gonna give uh, lots of hugs and hand fu- high fives and air guitars. You know, <laughs> these guys <laughs> that are coming through, coming through, and that's pretty fun. We're d- there. That's the long way this year, so I guess we got our work cut out for us. It gets a l- little more carnage when it's mm-hmm. a mile 65 instead of 35 or right. whatever. You know, those guys coming through last year, they didn't even look tired till you know halfway through. And And they looked really bad. And And you really got to give them the boot. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, Yeah,
2: that's kind of it. Kind of. Yeah. So, before we transition, shall we have our first donut?
1: We got to start at some point. They're going to get hard. Stale.
2: What are the rules, Eric? Eat donuts. Okay. And don't throw them up. Okay. Good. I like those two (laughs) rules. And you have to eat a minimum of three.
1: Minimum of three. You yep. can't DNF before three. Right. Um, well, that'll
2: segue
3: right into your next Exactly. Nice segue. It just came to me. It really just came to me.
1: Really <laughs> <just> came <laughs> to me. Yeah. So
2: we have an assortment of donuts that I got this morning.
1: Yeah, Joel went and got the uh, chocolate. Chocolate. Those are my favorite. A oh, uh, couple glazed. No, Yeah, a couple like just old fashioned, I guess they're glazed with frosting and sprinkles. Yeah, they did not have Mr. Yeah. Sprinkles. They Apparently, use. nobody eats sprinkles unless you're three or five year old. Yeah, I got I a do. couple for you. Yeah, yeah, I knew you'd like them. <laughs> they didn't have the candy cane one. I was looking for those. You got He's some jelly, jelly filled. Season. Right, there's a jelly jelly filled. What are the frost? What are the sugar coated ones? The sugar coated
2: ones have chocolate in the middle, chocolate cream in the middle. Okay, so I think sounds good. See, I got those for Debbie. (laughs) So that makes up
1: that makes up twelve, and then we got a straight dozen of glazed. Yeah, there's four of us, so 24 donuts. Yeah. So someone's gonna eat like three, and tap. Oh yeah, I think we might run out. What do you got in that fridge? (laughs) <laughs> you got some, you got some Kevin sausage. I've got some bacon. Eggs, bacon. Yeah. Sausage. Right. We've right. got all, Mr. We got coming burrito. up. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Eric, <laughs> Eric. warmed up with the chorizo <laughs> already. Right. Yeah. Well, stretching gotta, his stomach. You got to get it ready before the donuts. Yeah, you got to mm-hmm.
1: get it ready, man. You got to prime it. Is that space
3: time continuum
2: that he's confused with? I think I'm giving I'm giving him the same look I gave him like I don't know two weeks ago. Well, or when the look I was giving the turtle when he was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna lose sixty pounds. Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah, that <laughs> and Eric just lost it. At I that couldn't point. stop giggling because of just Joel's face when he's like he was in sh- utter shock and it, Turtle yeah. was like on the He
2: was like totally serious. Yeah, he was like
1: I'm for real, right? Yeah. So he was ri- and I just lost yeah. it. It's so. gonna blow away. <laughs> so yeah, we're at the uh He's he's not gonna do it. <laughs> so we're at the eighteen minute mark yeah. of the show. Whoa. And we still and got lots to talk about. We do. So. But we're gonna. So I think we, we're a little
2: behind on the donuts. So we're going to
1: apologize to the listeners right now. Because it's going to be... Yeah. Rum, rum, yeah. Rum, and rum, rum. we're going to do the best we can not to chew in the mic. Ty just started. <laughs> well, Ty just <laughs> went for it, too. He's win. <laughs> Ty just started. So here we go. We're going to start this. But we're going to keep the show going. And the next question goes to Ty with a don- with a mouthful of donut.
2: A <laughs> mouthful of... Oh, my gosh. He's after it, too. <laughs>
1: it's go powdered. For it. So El Vaquero. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> talk to us. It's it's coming up again this year. What year is it this year? It's twelve. Lucky oh, thirteen. Rookie. Thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Wow. Mm. I don't like the look of Debbie's donut <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, see now you ruined it. Now I can't eat it. Um. So thirteen. That was my favorite part. <laughs> um. I'll just start with one of the sprinkles. Yeah. So thirteen years, uh, you've learned a lot. We're you know I think most of us. Debbie's got her Elvira sh- sweatshirt on. I'll be up this year for my fifth. I didn't 50K. get that much asked this year. I
2: almost thought about bringing my Carroll sweatshirt. So where
1: are we at with registration?
3: That's a good question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what I don't really have an answer for.
3: because Yeah, with my schedule, the way it goes, we'll be doing a bunch of uh, that stuff here in a couple months. Uh, ahead of last year, I know that at right. this time. but You're welcome. We typically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. You're yeah. yeah. welcome. Uh, uh, we typically fill up late, you know. It's been one of those mysteries to me. I, I get that, you know. Afton, Wyoming isn't usually people. Everybody, every person's destination. We don't have any goth opera or <laughs> goth blow, opera. Or like, what blow the hell up. Is that? <laughs> like, yeah, <you laughs> this is a Europe best show. Of you. <laughs> <So> Neck meat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> goth <laughs> opera. Well, yeah, there's you, some you weird S and M stuff going on yeah, up there no, in Afton. No, that's I say we don't have that. It was, a, you know, the Europe, the Europe scene. If like oh, at, the, okay. at the starting line, you get. You know, crazy drum lines, and it, we're we're pretty old school. Eric's it's making very, a note for that right now. Yeah. Drum line for this year is stark It's a very very laid back old school. I think that's what it's appealing to most people. That's why. It, that's why, why we love it because you can come one hang out them, at the man. lake and you can mm-hmm. chit chat and uh,
1: God, these guns have, are have a Have a burger and that's one of the things because oh, that, Ty is done with his first one. That man. course is ridiculous too, though, yeah. and I mean oh. in a beautiful way.
0: So is there, like, points for for Ty? (laughs) Oh, my God. No, that's
1: just number
2: two. (laughs) That's number two for Ty. He's going for the thick and heavy ones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: He's got jelly all down his pretty beard. Yeah, I mean, most people, you know, a lot of people we talk to, there's a general, do you feel like there's a good core group of people that come back every year?
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, when I originally started, I was even going to kind of phase out the 25K. But we have lots of locals, lots of people that even like guys I grew up with that I wouldn't even run to the bathroom kind of guys, you know, that they come out and do that. And and a bunch of even even older folks that are like, you know, I've never said disqualified
1: drainage Uh,
3: that are like, you know, I've lived here my whole life and I've never seen the lake or, you know, so lots of cool stuff like that. And so I've kind of kept that on. Um, And for three or four years, we had probably twice as many people in the 25Ks, the 50K. We are about even this last year, but I've got mm-hmm. 200 spots. So if the race director would ever hit the right toggle switch so
1: people could see how many people were in there, right. all That's of wh- us would know. That's <coughs> why but people are going to be nervous. They're going to go to the site thing, oh, i got time. And you may not have time. You may not. You so really may not. get on now, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. It is a... It is a Seriously, the course itself, and we just talked about it before the show. How we want to come up and just run up there, explore a little bit, you know, see some different area. Because the course is ridiculous. Obviously, one of my favorites. (laughs) Okay,
2: we need to up our game. Ties on donut three, and I'm just starting two. Milkless. Mm -hmm. Debbie wants a glazed.
1: She's going little now. (laughs) She's fading already. Reaching into the easy box there.
0: Hey, there's a minimum of three. I gotta make sure I can at least <laughs> the get three. Easy now.
1: box. Yeah, right. The,
2: the glaze. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be her Twitter handle. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> the easy box. Oh Layoff.
3: <laughs> You're so funny. Donut yeah, coming out your nose can't be good.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't had anything to drink yet. <laughs>
0: Need some more coffee? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, so, what some are some of there, the <laughs> <laughs> what are
1: some of the things over the 13 years that you've continued to learn about putting on your race? Because me and Joel are putting a race on this year again. It's been a while, so we're yeah. you know kind of we're almost getting rookies. back into it. What are some things you've learned over the years and changes you've had to make to get where you're at today? you still chewing a donut. Sorry about which, that.
3: You no, know, it's good. <laughs> that frosting is thick. I just grabbed one of those. I don't. You're just always tweaking things. You know, or be, uh, your biggest concern all the time is runner safety, especially yeah. on that course. Yes, especially, right. and it's and it's one of the draws, right? That you can run a 50k and have a back country experience. Yeah. Right. But that's always a concern: getting stuff in, getting people out. You know, there's no great way to communicate i mean so we do you know we've 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 tried a lot of different things and so you know we've gone back to we have people sweeping both ways and Mm -hmm. and and really stress to people know what you're signing up for and know that we have people in place and we have a plan in place it's just going to take a while or it'd be extremely expensive for you so um Broke down. I was trying to relax my neck meat. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Sorry about that. He's my form my, my form broke down there for a second. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> he's been using um, his jaw so I to think chew. that's I think that's the uh you know, that's always the n- number one concern, right? Is uh 'cause there's a lot of country back there and mm-hmm. you end up on the wrong side of the range. I mean, you're talking fifty miles from anywhere.
2: Right.
1: 50 miles from the nearest golf opera. Mm, well, <laughs> right? further than that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you stay in that drainage, you should be good. Right? I mean, it's not like you think, not the drainage, but it's hard to get to meet. It's hard way to you're get going, right? lost on that course, right? Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, I've run it a lot, but it seems like you would almost have to try no. to get lost. So
2: Curtis got lost out there one time.
1: But he, he, right? He went down. Did he go down the road too far? He yeah. went down the
2: road. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't lost. He per just se. Missed, he, just he just missed the, the turn. turnaround because turn. he went yeah. off
3: that other trail. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple tricky spots. One year we had some people go up and over towards that Swift Creek Lake that when they got up, they climbed out of the second lake. Um, they went up yeah. instead of skirting. You know, there's yeah. that place where the trail kind of disappears, and we got a couple of cairns. Mm-hmm. We usually mark it pretty heavily. But, yeah, yeah that's the Lori band take us, Jake Elkins corner, we call it. <laughs> they went. <laughs> we know Lori up. listens. Yeah, we went up and over. They went up and over the top, and we're like, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? And they showed up. And then the cool thing, they <clears> finished. Another segue here. yeah. They Subtle. Uh, yeah, no DNF there. But, and they were off course for... Three hours, maybe wow. got their money's Whoa. worth more mileage. Oh yeah, yeah. and and probably another two k avert in yeah. because that's, that's what you need. Because that. that's what you need on that course. Yeah, I was gonna say you
1: need more vert. <laughs> extra, more, more, more verts.
2: Yeah. The heavy ones too.
1: Yeah, okay. I just finished my third. Where are you at? He's that's on your fourth, four. and you're. Three. What are you starting three? I'm starting three. And these are heavy. There's one box done, so now I gotta go to the easy box here. Yeah. Over these, the, by place. the way are disgusting, and I, it's th- hard to ruin a donut. But
0: <laughs> why'd you go for that? Yeah,
3: <laughs> I couldn't reach the others.
0: <laughs> 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 Just ask Joel We went hey are, is somebody counting this is three okay so debbie
1: might finish this race she it's, she's picked up her third yeah so it's not done yet no and that's a heavy not donut. Not, oh I, I just not i just out had yet. one well, of those guys, chocolate cake you guys card. gave
0: me so much crap about going for the glazed for my second one i figure I'll go big yeah
1: <laughs> it's getting steep in here yep yeah. so this year is there going to be any changes anything different it's gonna be right on point the number one question i get is what colors the sweatshirt going
3: to be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know, else I would tell you. But I uh, think i leaning towards going back to the tie-dye, but a different tie-dye. Mm-hmm. Different and like, so. pattern, because it was like yellow yeah, and purple. Yeah, had like the blue. full-on, yeah. yeah, like Rasta look, maybe mm-hmm. going to a swirl or something, you know. Gotcha.
1: And, yeah. Gotcha. Blue on blue or something. What sword. color, what, what would we describe Debbie's That's color? Swinging. She has an Te- Elvacaro.
3: Texas, Texas orange, Te- man. That oh, that Texas. Texas oh, man. That is Texas oh, yeah. orange.
1: man my
0: favorite.
1: What yeah. colors your high yeah. school Colors. Uh r- 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 crimson and gold. Yeah. Okay. We had one of those. Did we? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm. But you had like the real
3: gold, like the Vegas, the blingy gold. And mm. so yeah, we've been through a lot of thirteen years. There's a there's only so many color schemes you can go through. So mm. camouflage? Green. They're really expensive. Are they? Mm. Yeah, it cost you another ten bucks a hoodie because it's, it's camo so you can't be seen. So you can't no one can see your <laughs> upper, <laughs> upper <laughs> torso.
1: As you're going anywhere, Ty's <laughs> motioning for the, my hands oh, are full. Oh, he needs another one. I got a donut and a mic in this my hand. This is part is of this your
3: five? tactic. This oh, is my five. God,
1: yeah. dude. So now are we going to, we talked about it on the trail a little bit and before the show. Is there going to be any, I'm just, I don't know, throwing it out there, any type of contest or different fun things this year for Elvacaro? Well, yeah, you know, or? for
3: Lucky 13, we're just thinking what we, we, we needed some sort of special <laughs> prize, you know, um. Since we're sans goth opera and blow up arches, <laughs> <laughs> we, up we arches, thought maybe, we would, have, up, maybe we would have maybe um, we would have maybe have some sort of contest and, and right. In, uh, I think what we have settled on is uh, for a sweet vaquero related extra prize. Oh man! That we're going to have a contest which will be voted on by the Trail Manners crew. Oh and yeah! Myself. Right. Right. Um, on the best cowboy garb. That You race in, they I'm not talking in. about checking in. I'm they not, that, race I mean, you look like everybody else race. in Afton if you show up with a cowboy yeah. hat and like, check in. You know, yeah. you're
1: looking, I'm like, Are you running? Yeah, yeah
2: man.
3: Yeah, so br- the, the rule is you have to wear it 25k, that way it's fair for everybody, right? Yep, so they can so, wear it on the way back, so, so or on the, way, or on way, or on the way, up. way up, yeah, actually. So maybe, maybe, should we say, maybe they need to start with it and wear 25k, yeah, that would yeah. be more safe so, because then you got the. Yeah, I don't want to be climbing that, part. climbing no. my jorts. <laughs> <laughs> and people don't want to uh, Never mind.
1: Because if We're I, when I jump in the lake today. near the end, that I just feel chafing on the way down. Yeah. Dude,
2: those things shrink up.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I don't need any of that. Camel toe the whole way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to load up on the squirrel nut butter. <laughs> yeah, we got to get them to sponsor it. Because I think there's going to be a lot of that. I'm I thinking think fray the bottom of the shorts. Oh, eating <laughs> that What if we fray the bottom of the jorts? I threw up donut a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> no, that's a cool oh, yeah. contest. So we, we Joe can put that or have that on the website. But so that's the contest right. is for twenty five K, you gotta have the best cowboy get up because El Vicaro Loco means a crazy cowboy. Yeah. Am I right? You got, you got. I've been brushing up on my Rosetta Stone. Um so the crazy cowboy, twenty five K. So if you're doing the twenty five K, you're racing in your cowboy get up. If you're doing mm-hmm. the fifty K, you start with your crazy get up. Right. Yes. And you can even, if you want, you can go 50k in it. That's your choice. But you have to do 25k. You get extra points. Oh my gosh! If you numbers, finish is this in number this number six, Ty. with the wrong Vaquero, man. Well, you do the weird contests up in your neck of the woods yeah, too.
2: You do those eggnog things, dude. Yeah. Oh. Those things make me sick. Just looking at them.
1: <sighs> I think that's going to be a fun contest. I think so too. I'm looking and, forward to it. And I, I like the whole concept of the prize—something Vaquero-related. So that and that's up to Ty. And I know it's going to be awesome. Maybe Trill Manor will even chip in and throw some stuff in. We'll, we'll throw some stuff in the kitty, too, we'll for go. the winter. Yep. So we'll yeah. be a big grand prize for those. Perfect. Did you say Sounds you're
0: throwing good. in a kitty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're we'll throwing
1: in a kitty. <laughs> I got some in my house. No, oh, Pete is not <laughs> listening to no, this. No, I, <laughs> I didn't say we'll throw them. <laughs> I said we'll throw them in. Hey, in today's climate, you just, you just never know. You don't. Know, you don't. Know, yeah, people well, are more sensitive. Base, don't worry about that. George, yeah. George
3: yeah. Lucas and kitties.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, he's getting all. Yeah. A lot, all sorts of confusion. I know. Yeah, okay. we, d- we don't want to offend because, you know, people are really We have offended. been
2: stashing money away, so we can get
1: that defense. I, oh, man, I went to the library and checked the couches. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we got nine more bucks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How's that? All the bums are losing yeah. their change. I went to
1: deposit that at <laughs> the bank and he's like, nice job. Because she knows the Trail Manners crew, we, we bring it in in small doses. So nine <laughs> bucks was pretty good. I put it in the little change machine. Ching, 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 <laughs> counts it up for me. <laughs> but then I just read a thing that found out those things cheat you. I saw that. What is up with that? I don't know. I'm going to start counting my change before <laughs> I take it in. So anyway, let's get off that. So yeah, Elva Carroll. Make sure you go sign up for it. We're gonna have a link on the the show notes if you don't yeah. know where it's at.
2: I'm, I'm number four. Debbie just finished the race. She's at three. She's at three. I'm start- are you tapping. I to or are you gonna go
1: for four? I'm gonna go
2: for four. I'm gonna go yeah. for four.
1: I'm not. I'm starting to feel a little bit. But Give me one. I gotta put it out of reach. Here. What do you? What is, gonna, is that for you? Seven. Okay, this is five for me. So I'm still. I'm gonna I'm hurt. Still, We're gonna run out of donuts. This is gonna
0: hurt, but <clears throat> I'm not gonna be getting I told any you. crap for only having three.
1: I told you we're gonna run out of donuts. We gotta whip up some eggs.
0: We got I four got left. I got eggs. I got bacon. I got. We got, got, a got five
1: to catch him.
3: Might, I mean, this is might five. Need you to just put off the sugar coma. <laughs> you might have to have some I salt in your system. We're gonna
1: we're gonna be so amped we're gonna be able to sh- shovel Debbie's driveway and dig Joel's car out <laughs> <Yes>.
2: today.
0: <laughs> and go for another round. <laughs>
1: all right, so let's let's tackle the big topic now. Okay. okay, we've covered all that. Yes, our listeners wanted to talk about, which I am looking forward to to educate myself and learn some oh. insight. I know, right? The glazed aren't the spot for me. Um, DNFing, oh. Oh. right? Oh. DNFing yeah, I think is we're a- witnessing one right now. Oh. <laughs> 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 Don't DNF on the glazed. That's so different than those <laughs> chocolate ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pure cake. Oh, it's damn. like, do you got any syrup? We can dunk yeah. in or something. Um, so DNFing, <laughs> it's a it's a big topic. And it depends. There's a lot of different philosophies on it. it doesn't uh, look so good. His neck meat's like quivering. It's like spasming. He's got a spasm in his neck meat. I
3: saw this on the hot dog eating contest.
0: <laughs>
1: what you're saying? You're going to channel your inner yeah. Kobayashi? You Kobayashi. Start, you
0: start dipping it in in your milk or water. can't reach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we'll we'll cover subjects on the DNF. We had one question from a listener, and we'll get to that. But a DNF in general. I mean, I've DNF'd. No shame in it. You know, I've, I've got a DNF under my belt. Joel? i got several. Several? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I've really got good a couple. Debbie says no. None. So this is good. This is part why we had on our show. And Ty. One has, or two? Yeah. Has had a DNF. Yeah. Several. Now, there's different mindsets. Three, three or four. I think I've got four. Yeah? I think. For varying reasons. But. Hmm. That's, and that's fine. so one, one of the things that came up. So I was listening to the Turtle Miller show the other day because um, I listened to the Troll Manor's podcast and I was listening to the show. And one thing that he said during the thing, he says, a DNF is better than a DNS any day, right? And I I have different thought process on that too. And I think the same with a DNF. I think there's too many variables to say one way or another. That's 100% yes, 100% no. Well, yeah. Because there's different reasons why people DNS and there's mm-hmm. different reasons why people DNF. Sure. So. Thought process on a DNF. Let's just throw one, one thing out there. How do you rebound from a DNF? Let's just jump right into it. Like if you get a DNF, because I have DNF'd, right? Say uh, Wasatch 100. I DNF'd Wasatch. Oh, that's right. Your hamstring was bugging you. I felt like I got shot. Yeah, is what it was. A guy fell on top of me, which yeah. is another story. But so, how, how do you rebound from a DNF? Your DNF you DNF. It's your A race, maybe, or not even that matter. It's a race you're you're amped for. It's not like you sign up for races going in, saying, "I can't wait to drop. This is gonna be so cool to have to get a car right out of there." How do you mentally processing a DNF? What's kind of goes through your head?
3: I think if you're invested enough, that it should bug you a little bit. I mean, far beyond. You know, they shouldn't have to remove all. Belts and handguns from the premises and stuff like that, but you know, and if you're not pushing your limits a little bit, and you can say that, you know, I know some people have <laughs> got donut in your <laughs> 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 uh, that uh, not just in the beard anymore. Um, sloppy that, um, you know, they say, Well, that guy was running out there winning it, and then he DNF'd, or you know, he just dropped because it wasn't going the way he wanted to. I've always maintained in all these years that you can you can get what you want out of this sport, you know. If, if you're trying to break records and it doesn't go your way and you want to save it for another day, that's totally up to you if you're not, you know, you're not being a jerk about it. And, you know, if you just, you want to go back and see how many donuts you can eat, uh, for example, you know, or, or whatever, you want to be back of the pack and have it be a social thing, awesome. Just stay out of people's way. And again, don't be a jerk, you know? And so, but if you're pushing where your limits are, I think that's why most of us do this is to see, you can do stuff. You're you're bound to have an off day or just be like, you know, I, I know one year at Wasatch, my, my father-in-law had been diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer Mm -hmm. and they'd just been given a couple of weeks to live and, and all those things. And, uh, I finally just, I just finally ended up stepping off. It was one of those days that it was just, just emotionally, it, it seemed so frivolous, you know. Right. And my wife kept encouraging me. Catherine was like, no, you know, every time uh, Lambs are like, you gotta go, you gotta go. And so I'm, I trudge out of there, and I get to Upper Big Water, and they're like, "You gotta go, and you gotta go." So, but i, I showed them I dropped at Scott's, so they couldn't <laughs> make me. They couldn't, they, they, could couldn't keep me, they couldn't keep me. Make me run. Right. So I said, "Radio them. Tell them I'll be there eventually, but I'm out." And no, I walked. I, I, I walked all the way to Brighton.
2: Another good way to drop there is to walk down and get a car ride. Well, I just, yeah, I just, and then finally,
3: my wife just came and picked me up. She's like, you jerk, you did that on purpose. You bet I did. Uh,
2: She's (laughs) like, what's wrong? I
3: said, well, nothing really. I just, I want to go back and shower and sleep in a bed. You know, I'd had a big, long walk at Hard Rock and, you know, that's because, but in, so in the end, yeah, it's important, but it is also, there's a lot bigger issues in life than... Not finishing
1: a race. Well, because, right I mean, what you just talked about, I mean, there's that that mental side of it. You know, you can plan for anything you want to plan for. You can train. You can dial in your nutrition. You can do whatever you want to do. That's <coughs> what I'm doing right now. You're dialing yeah. that in. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. getting amped up you're on the, new, the yeah. new goo flavor oh. called Glazed Donut.
2: That's ours, by the way. <laughs> don't, even don't, even <laughs> don't even think about it. Magda, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. That's ours. If it's you do,
1: all the proceeds come to us. I'm, I'm okay with that. If you make it, develop it, sell maybe, it, it. Maybe Robert's money. on this. Yeah. Glazed donut. I yeah. could be donut. good. Maybe um. with coffee. Like a double shot. Right? Oh, yeah. Like yes. You got you you yep. a you got a goo packet with a divider. Right so right I think if I eat one
3: more, it's out of reach. It's game over. So you better give me one more.
1: Oh, my God, oh, that's dude. It's too bad because I'm still going too. This is seven. Oh,
2: I think he donut blocked you. No, give me that. Give donut me that, give no, give me that. Which number so is that one? Th-
1: what if I lick it first? <laughs> <Will you>? Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys
2: I'm see one, it one
3: of nine things. children, by the way, if <laughs> oh, you're wondering. I should have <laughs> licked <laughs> that, that you, one. If you've ever wanted seconds.
1: Dang it. I had the donut in front. We're out of donuts. I had one in front of me. And he wanted another. I reached back for the last donut, and I thought, I'll just lick it. He won't eat it. And as I'm reaching over, he reached and grabbed my other donut. Well, he, said, I, I, he would
3: have been able to tie it up. See, that's this is mm. this is this
1: is, this is that's almost right. my drop. That's I warmed that one up before before. So I don't mind. I'm not near the microwave either. All right. Well, then I guess I'm <sighs> like out. Right. So, what was yours? Nine. That sucks. Because okay, whatever.
2: I only hit four. I, this I'm is not seven. I'm feeling good right now. <laughs>
1: this is seven. I could keep. I can keep going. The nice thing is, I'm not going to have to eat for a month.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man,
1: we're going to an all you can eat for lunch. So oh. oh, man. Yeah, roast beef and mashed potatoes.
3: I could probably oh. do that.
1: So <laughs> so you're going to say all you can eat donuts?
3: <laughs> well, they have dessert bar. <laughs> like like oh. Cheesecake yeah.
1: and chocolate fountain. No, Sh- Chuck cream And the ice cream. Huh? Yeah. cream the <laughs> ice cream thing. Sprinkles. Oh. Yeah, sprinkles. Yeah, so that'll work. So DNF them, though, I mean, you think about it. You have those days because I've actually. Now wait a minute,
2: Ty. You need to eat all those
1: crumbs. Yeah, he's got half his food all over my gear and on the ta- on the floor. Right there. Hardly any on the
3: floor. Just all over the mic and the
1: table. So with the DNF though, if you're <laughs> no, not, you we've had people where they haven't had a good day, right? right? Like there's days where you just don't have a good day, but there's the things like the mental side, things going on in your personal life that pop up, but then there's also the the big. Big, nasty, and that's an injury. Yeah. Right? And so we have someone sitting at the table with us who's dealt with this on big races. But, you know, what point – I mean, everybody's different. But if you get injured in a race, you know your body, for the most part, better than anybody. How do you determine if I should keep going or, oh, my gosh, this could be – What's the word I'm looking for? Permanent damage. I right. Tossing, you don't want to cause right? that permanent damage. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, there's that that pops your mind. So we'll right. just we'll just toss this one right over. We'll t- lob this donut, so to say, <laughs> over to uh, you. Should have given me that tidbit before number nine. That permanent damage thing. Uh, I'm not <laughs> feeling sorry for you. <laughs> um, so, so Debbie ran. Uh, I'm tough, which is literally a, a tough race. Yeah, 10 um, miles. Yeah, hundred between a hundred and. Nine and 140 miles. Yep, oh, depends on your GPS coordinates. Um, and she, you got injured early on, right? How yes. early on in the race?
0: Very early, around mile 20.
1: Okay, so that's literally early <laughs> Very. in the race. Yeah. And what did you do?
0: Um, I was running along, just come off one of the.
1: I'm going to stop you just real quick because you got to put the microphone in front of your face. Oh hi! There you go. Oh yeah.
0: Running, just come off of one of the the bigger climbs in the race. Really technical downhill and um, hit the road. We have, I don't know, about a mile or so of road, and I mentally checked out. My, like, I don't have to think. I can just kind of cruise along here on the road, and the one root on the side of the road um, grabbed my foot, and it, my foot kind of went underneath it, and I had to yank or break my fall with my face, so I pulled my foot out, and it hurt initially, and I thought, oh, that's, yeah, that's a little owie. I'll be fine. Walked it off for a few minutes, carried on, and didn't really think about it again for another 25 miles. And I hit another pretty steep descent and my foot started talking to me and it was pretty loud. And because I was compensating, my other leg started to hurt. And for a long time, that that took over. Um, my t bound on my left leg started to hurt and I ignored my foot even more. <clears throat> Fast forward a little bit further in the race. And my, my foot basically just got to the point where when you really want to run in a hundred mile race to make up some time and keep your speed cruising is on the downhills. And I, I couldn't do it. I, I was walking very slowly on every downhill. Um, and I, you know, I had a great crew with me that year, fantastic pacers. And I stopped and I said, I, my foot is killing me. And I asked Brian, Brian was pacing me at that time. And I don't know what I've done. And kind of hit me. I thought, oh, I tripped really hard earlier. And I I asked her. We started going through a process. She asked me questions. You know, what's going on? How does it feel? What do you think? And I said, well, I'm not quitting this race unless I can't make cutoffs or I'm risking permanent damage and I'm not going to be able to continue running or surgical. Like, am I going to have to have surgery to fix whatever I've done? And after we went through some questions and came down to it, no, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. It's... Probably not going to get worse. It's probably some soft tissue injury. Um, she thought I had torn a ligament or a tendon, which is in fact what I had done. <clears throat> so I carried on and I kept going. And, and it turned into a march, a, a hike. I walked probably about 40 miles. The last 40? Probably about that much. Yeah, I, I, for a long time, I, I switched pacers, I switched to Harrison Flumen, and my goal was to jog the chorus of my music. Every course I would jog, and then I would, I would let myself walk, and then I would jog the course, and then I would walk. And then it came down to the point where I was like, I'm going to jog for 10 steps, and then it was five steps, and then I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I told Harrison, I said, get me to the finish line. If I'm not moving fast enough, you tell me, and I will go faster. And every once in a while, he had to prod me. You've got to make up some time. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And I, I'm stubborn, and I knew the disappointment I would feel if I didn't finish that race would hurt more than my foot hurt me in that moment. And I was confident in, in the diagnosis that Brienne and I. I was gonna say, were you I, ever
1: worried about this could um, be more than what I think it you is? You know,
0: the last probably 20 miles, the pain was pretty intense. I mean, nothing touched it. Tylenol didn't help. Ibuprofen didn't help. I mean, it just I couldn't eat. The pain got to that point where I wasn't really eating well. Um,
3: Kind of like Joel right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm
2: starting to rebound. I'm starting to feel oh a little yeah. better. Oh
3: where's, where's the, down the I was.
2: That was a low
0: spot, but I feel a little better now. <laughs> <laughs> Way to fight
3: through. Yeah. But, uh, Cut mentally. off.
2: Cut oh. off time. Yeah. Just yeah. happened. It did. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I was confident in in our diagnosis in, of my foot, uh, official diagnosis, that I wasn't going to end up needing surgery and that it wasn't going to be something permanent, that I'd, I'd need some time off afterwards probably, but... Long story short, I finished. I finished the race, and that was that was a sweet finish. I, I'm pretty proud of that.
1: So let me ask you this: So you knew, net, hindsight being what it is, you know the damage that was caused. Mm-hmm. Still okay with finishing and not stopping. Yes. Okay. What if after the race you found out it was debilitating, like you had to have surgery? And I mean, what, what, what's your thought on that now? Like if you would have finished the race, been pumped, and then went back said, Yeah, we're going to operate. It's going to take six months. Would you have said, Man, I'm glad I continued? <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, you know, it's hard to say to live in the what if world, but I think knowing, knowing me and <laughs> how much I need and love running, I may have been pretty mad at myself for, for c- carrying on. I ended up having to take about two months off, um, just to let it heal. I had a tear in my tendon and had to take two months off. And then it felt like I was starting over from ground zero. Ty helped me with that, um, And that was hard, frustrating, but I I would have been in that boat anyway. But to take six plus months off because of a surgical fix—that would—that would would have been really hard for me. So I think I probably would have been. It's not
3: really awesome.
0: No, No. I I think (laughs) I would have been mad at myself, and you know, I I think about that a lot. And you know, your stubbornness will get you pretty far; it'll get you to a finish line. But at what point are you risking injury? And that's one of the things I worry—I worry about with me—is not knowing when to quit. Right. Because I, I have that constant thought in the back of my head, like this, the pain of the DNF is going to hurt more than whatever physical pain I'm feeling right now.
1: Right. So for everybody here, a DNF, if you had a DNF that you look back on and think to yourself, I just should have kept going. I was fine. I could have kept going. I shouldn't have dropped I
3: don't really have one like that, but I I was thinking of the four DNFs I had. It twice as Wasatch. First time I had visions. I'd never been on the course. Leland was pacing me from Upper Big, no, from Brighton. I got to Upper Big Water. I been I I spent I threw up so much at Lambs you could like hear it running in the storm drains <laughs> under the freeway because my body just wasn't absorbing liquids. Like from the start, I just had all this liquid and and I had like visions and I was new. That was my second hundred first one had gone way too w- well so i had visions of you know renal failure and i i had no idea you know just inexperience i ended up dropping i didn't have a crew i didn't i wasn't going to see him till brighton i had no way to communicate with him and so that was part of it i had another one that i actually dropped out of smut 50 mile one year cuz i had to make Ooh. it to my uh parents 40th anniversary party cuz i felt i fell behind it was part of big training for something i had coming up right it might, might have been the andorra thing or something and i got clear up there part way around scout mountain and a guy was headed out and i'm like looking at my watch and wasn't feeling the mojo and then another one was at black hills i was like barfing at mile wow. 20. wow mm-hmm. and it was the year that i think timmy set the record at, at western when it was all snowy and and it was brutal hot like it when and yeah, so I came into thirty, and I'm just like, I'm I'm done. I think 17 percent finished that year because of the heat and humidity. Ugh. And I, I, when we were leaving, we went to Mount Rushmore, and then we're headed up to Devil's Tower, and it's 95 degrees and raining. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: That's really God. humid. Ugh.
3: And I, so no, I w- I was just like, Bon Voyage. Right. I'm glad to glad to be out of
1: there, but yeah, pretty. So a bunch of weird reasons, but. Because I've, I've talked to somebody who's dropped from a race. Their, their stomach went on them, like maybe mile 60-ish, say, of a 100-mile race. Their stomach mm-hmm. has been gone for a while. They sat down. They're like, there is no way. I'm just wrecked. Okay? They sat down for a little while. They ended up DNFing. And then, like, an hour later, they were like, oh, man, I feel great. I feel right. fine now. I feel mm-hmm. fine. That's um, the mental side, don't you
2: think? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Sometimes. I mean, is it kind
1: of a c- combination of both? Because we've all had our stomachs go south, right? right? And sometimes it comes quicker than others. My first Wasatch, my stomach was south for like 40 miles. Like, I couldn't get my stomach back my right. very first Wasatch. Um, and I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And, but, I, you know, I kept going. It wasn't like death bad, like maybe what you just mentioned. But do you, th- do you think that those times, how do you rebound from something like that? Where you're like, afterward, you're like, man... Why didn't I do? No, you, li- you live and you station. learn, right? I mean, that's that's the reason. I mean, as they call it,
3: experience for a reason. And I just, I think, I think is managing that idea of how really important it is. But yeah, it should be motivating, but it shouldn't be my
1: life is over kind of thing. It's we're all trying to find that balance, right? Well, and I think that's the hard part because mentally, most people, especially you notice in the, the ultra running scene, because you tackle hundred milers, fifty milers, things like that. The mindset is very competitive, not necessarily with the person next to you, but with yourself. Because obviously, to train for those races, you're taking a ton of time. If you have a family, you're away from your family. You know, you're paying money, you're traveling, all these things. So, you know, as a mindset goes, I mean, how how do you rebound? Like, is there? I don't say there's a, a way to do it, but if you're real competitive, finding that balance to come back, right? Because my first DNF was a hundred mile race in Montana. It's called the Swan Lakes One Hundred. It was kind of an unofficial, I don't official race. You think anybody race. hardly ever finished that anyway. That's no. true. Well, but, but it was like a one <laughs> yeah. year deal. Yeah. yeah. And there was one. And it was a challenge. It's like, oh, I, I love grizzly bears. Not that I want to come across one, but it's like, cool. You have to carry bear spray the whole time. I went up with my friend Jim Skaggs. In one spot, there was 25 miles between aid stations, right? And you, you prepare for that. You know what's coming. But what we didn't know is that in that 25 miles, you're going through the hottest part of the day, an exposed ridge through timber that had just freshly been burned at some point so it's all black. So it was like a furnace when you went through there. And then there's no water. So I d- timed out basically at that one. I took a nap on the trail cuz I was tired and you know one thing led to another. I timed out. I couldn't recover from that. That was like my first DNF, but it was like the first time I felt like I really failed, right? How do you I mean, what's the mindset? I mean, how do you come back when you're competitive? You know, because especially a race where you know you can't go back to. Like right. sometimes, oh, I DNF Wasatch. I'm going to get the monkey off my back next year. Right. So how do you, I mean, what's the what's the thought process as a coach? What would you tell somebody that went through something like that? So Shake it
3: off? Yeah, yeah, well, you have to kind of assess where they're at. You know, if it wasn't just your time down to, uh, with especially my high school kids, you know, because all this is, a lot of it's brand new to him. We we taught when races go really bad, you say, "Hey, I tell them to ask them to pick two things that they learned, that they would do differently last time." And we go down a checklist, you know, nutrition, sleep, you know, kind of those main things. And then we, then I said, and then after we discussed that briefly, I said, "I just tell them, make mental note of that, and now flush it. You know, let it let it go, and you know." But it's a little bit different in a hundred mile race because it's not like you just really come back. But 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 people can. I know that. Uh, I don't know if it's this last summer or the summer before. Uh, Brian Tolbert was uh, he he dr- had his first DNF at uh, yeah calling you out, man. You and your mustache <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, down at um, what's the one down? Uh, I can't even remember which. The all the the vert there, Southern Utah, the hundred K. Zion? No, no, no. Bryce? Tushers? Tushers, yeah. Tushers. Yeah, Tushers. Um, And, you know, he's he's a competitive guy and a good runner and very competitive, and he was super frustrated by that. And and we just kind of did an assessment. Well, what was it? And kind of some of the same things. It was kind of uncharted territory, ran out of water, you know. And I'm like, hey, I know a guy. Why don't you come run Vaquero, you know, in Mm -hmm. two weeks from now? And let's just, you know fix those two things and get the monkey off your back. Right. So it may be just getting back into a race. Yeah, you're not going to be able True. to do swan thing. You know, get in some sort of thing uh, that you can at least prove to yourself that you won't do that same mistake again, right? Yeah. Because as they say, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. It's part of the process.
1: So how do, like what would be good advice for somebody – and I know, uh, this is such a tough topic because there's so many things, right? There's so many different reasons it, to drop. Too you many know, variables. Too yeah. many. I mean, it's the course, it's the weather, it's your training, it's nutrition, it's your right. mental side, it's if someone trips you, it's, you, you know, hurt. whatever. It's, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. injury. But what, you know, what would you say? One of the questions from Richard Allen that he sent us is, what would you think the most common cause of a DNF is? And I know that's tough, Ooh. but like most common, like if you did, if loss of, I, I don't,
3: I don't think, I think if there's one, it's just loss of will. Yeah, the mental side and of it. And that's what, you know, uh, You know, another shameless plug, but that's what we discuss a lot at Vaqueror, that that's not an option on that course unless no. you want to pay for a $15,000 helicopter ride. And you can get them cheaper, too, like yeah. rides, Like Uber? Yeah. Uber? yeah. Ubercopter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you can get them a <laughs> cheaper. Not, not in our no. neck of the woods. Not in your yeah. neck, When no. you just barely got microphones, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Helicopter's <laughs> a big step up, and it's expensive. And, and, but I really think that... Uh, I think why that's the most common is because it go, it's across the board, right?
1: Because it relates to everything.
3: <laughs> well, because w- you know, we get frustrated when our, ex- when our production isn't meeting our training and or expectations. And so, whether that be I was going for a course record and not going to make it, loss of will, right? Or, you know, or, you know, whatever, Uh, you know, problems at home, whatever. And uh, yeah, I I think I picked that up from the guys at WASA. That's not an injury, right? Loss of will. And they'll write that on your card. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? I got that. Yeah. Loss of will. on the first one I dropped. Because there's no medical diagnosis, right? I mean, yeah. And it's just, and. Yeah, because because your expectation you're not performing, or you think that I don't know well, somehow I guess they're gonna love you less when you get home if you get a badger buckle instead of a cheetah, or I
1: I don't I don't know, but you know we go through those, the the mind's a funny thing. Well, because the mind could really relate not just the the loss of will, but the mind could relate to the other things like injury. Are you really hurt, or is you just you run out ninety miles, or you just sore, right? right? Yeah. So if we're playing Family Feud. We got the six things on the board, right? So number one would be loss of will. What would some of the other ones be up there? Most common, like if you, not, I'm not say rank them, but percentage I'm say points. Stomach. Like, yeah. Like Stom- nutrition. Well, stomach.
3: Yeah. For me, it was always stomach. Like there's other things could go wrong, but I I went one year at Leadville um, for the last Mara 30 miles plus. I had half a shot block. That's all I could keep down. It it wasn't as it turns out. Eat nine donuts. Yeah, yeah, it it was not enough. (laughs) Um, Another year at Hard Rock, I went like nine hours, and I couldn't keep anything down. Wow. And so I would. So yeah, nutrition, stomach, blisters has got to be up there. Yeah. yeah. Which a lot of times is related to hydration. I think.
2: You think so?
1: I do. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. What about? I mean, injury would be on the rank, but again, yeah, like it's we said, be like, like low. but it could be related to the mental part, you know, like you said, like, is it really an injury? How bad well, does it result? Well,
3: so, so, dead so dead yeah, more. second guessing, yeah. Uh, I think it, it would be on there more than injury, right? Where you're second guessing what happened or it, cause it, something doesn't go as the way you envisioned it or planned it, you know? I, and so you're asking what we'd tell. I tell a lot of, I always tell my athletes going into an ultra is to, have several goals. You know, you have your pie in the sky goal, you have kind of your second tier goal and then I always them, you know, have have that goal to finish, because sometimes, you know, things don't go right. But but yeah, I mean that's what we learn from this, right? right. And in what we do as we, you know, sit in, in a comfortable kitchen and eat donuts and talk about running is that's part of the part of the challenge and the the allure, you know, is to to, to challenge yourself and to to overcome stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yvonne
1: said that the adventure doesn't start till things start to go wrong. Well, right. I mean, just like we said, any in a, okay. Again, we'll we'll talk a hundred mile race because it's easy, but in a hundred mile race, it's rare, like super. I would imagine, dodo bird rare, right? To have everything go your way: right. weather, terrain, training, nutrition, yeah. splits, whatever whatever you're training on. So. It's almost like you, at some point, you have to be able to adjust on the fly or embrace that. Okay, here's 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 a low s- spot. Some low spot. Oh right. crap! I wasn't planning on this climb at this point on the course, or you know, whatever it might be. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk to your athletes about making these goals, does some of it entail it, something will go wrong? Yeah, I think, I
3: think you need to – and if you go in thinking nothing will, that's, that's going to do really even faster. You know, the old uh, adage of, you know, hoping for the best but expecting the worst. I think that a little bit of uh, realism or maybe, you know, at least the ability to have a little self-deprecating humor. And, and I know that some of the even races or trips that have gone horribly wrong – uh, those are always the best stories. Oh, oh yeah. And, right. you, and then and those are the ones you, you enjoy telling at the finish line. You know, you can if you're not totally destroyed, you'd be like, oh, yeah. It turns like that Monty Python skit. Well, yeah, I got chopped up to little bits and eaten by a bear, you know. <laughs> and, and everybody's, like, you know, swapping all those things. And, and, and it is. That's what makes us res- resilient. I think that's part of the allure is I mean, if it was a sure thing, if it were a slam dunk, uh,
1: I don't know that it would be so appealing to... Well, not only appealing, but it wouldn't be so gratifying, right? Well, for sure. When you finish, right. like, you know, Debbie's finish, and probably, and I don't know, we didn't talk about it, but nowhere near the time she was looking for, right? She was probably going in, hey, this is my goal, and she probably didn't get it because of her or But finishing, like she said, she's like, that was, she was like excited because it's almost like she found something deeper that was there, but she's like, man, I'm, you know, I'm praising for you here, but you know, I'm tough. You know, yeah. if I can fight this. I can answer to my, and again, I'm, this isn't Debbie talking, I can manage my boss or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's a milestone in your in your life, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm my first wasatch wow, you know, it was a junk show from the from the start, right? It was just <laughs> a junk show. I thought, oh, it really is 100 miles. I thought it was like they were just putting <laughs> that on the paper. S- 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 S-
3: someone moved the decimal, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the I thought it was, a, we weren't even kilometers. I didn't even <laughs> messing with the metric system yeah. here. You know, and the funny thing <laughs> is I
1: had Scott Jaime take me from Big Mountain to the finish, which is basically 100K. He paced me the whole way, and he told me, he goes, I was more sore pacing you than running that course if I just raced it because we were going so slow, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's but, a good pacer right yeah. there. Um, but, but I mean, that was my first 100, and it, Wasatch isn't an easy course, and my time was close to 35 hours. It was under 35. I'm going to stick to that. But it was probably still one of my... And I remember sitting in the back, because they start... When they hand out the plaques, they start at the very back, right? They're like, coming in at 35, 59, 59, and they go that way. And right. I remember I sit next to my wife, and I was kind of... At first, I thought because I was a team sport guy my whole life, you train to win. That's it. There's no, you don't train for second place. So I'm sitting there going, it's kind of embarrassing, you know. I'm going because they were saying your place, 100 and whatever place, and I'm like, oh my god, third place was bad, right? <laughs> and I was like, in the time of this, 100 and I don't know, 78th place, and I'm like, oh brother, you know. And they say my name, but as soon as I stood up, I felt this like. Hell, yeah. Yeah. You know, and everybody there was, like, been through it. So they're like, oh, this is awesome. So then your mind shifts. It's like, you know what? It's not sometimes just about the ultimate goal. Well, and it's pretty pretty
3: hard to capture the feeling of your first 100, finishing your first 100. You know, I say mine went extremely well, way better. This is kind of a perfect storm kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I I think I ended up fourth behind Leland, Carl, and Howe. In that's my first not, hundred, that's you not know? bad. And and not that the <laughs> time was you know, and the time was solid and that sort of thing. But they were obviously ju- they didn't race till about the last twenty miles because they had all these. Uh, I think Hal came off the Colorado Trail record. Leland and Carl had run Wasatch two weeks before. You know, so but I spent I spent like yeah, yeah. Uh, on the old course and I kept thinking, I really shouldn't be running with these guys. And again, uh, then again, once they decided to race, I wasn't yeah. any longer. You know, I remember my pacer at one point saying. I think it's called a 100-mile run. Oh, 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 yeah. (laughs) Because I'm walking down this flat road, you know, just because I'd never been awake for 20 hours in my life, you know. Uh, But, you know, remember that feeling if you ran the old course running down into the Cub River Canyon under the – they had that light. It seemed like you could could never get there. They had the light. (laughs) Oh, man. Trying to get to it. And and really 10 feet tall and bulletproof, you know. You could do anything at that point. And I I would probably agree it's kind of like maybe the first hit's free or whatever. But – Spent the last fifteen years cha- kind of chasing that feeling, right? And I don't know that I've, i maybe come close twice, but it doesn't really match that. And, I, and that's what people want, right? You want that fulfillment, and you want you want to be a part of something, part of that community, and till so you put on that buckle, whether it's a gold, silver, or bronze, or one hundred and seventy eighth place or whatever yeah, it still is, got a buckle for it. there you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You know, and then then you're you're you know you're in the club or whatever, and that's something outside of all the stuff that we have to do. Every day, you know, mortgages and jobs and everything, podcasting else. and stuff like that.
1: Podcast sometimes feels
3: like a hundred mile race. <laughs> <laughs> this, one, this one, listening to this one, might feel like it too. <laughs> this <laughs> one's
2: going up. so much better. <laughs> <laughs> or one, two times ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, overall, for, from a coaching standpoint, again, <clears throat> as far as a DNF goes, I mean, do your athletes know, hey, it's just, it's, I think some people come into it with, I will never DNF. Right. That's kind of what this, I've, I've talked to people. This mm-hmm. is my goal. I i don't want to DNF. Right. Because I don't I don't fail, so yeah. to say. Yeah. But I mean, is that realistic, too, though? I, I mean, don't I don't I don't think you're I don't. I, yeah, that's
3: what I say. I don't think yeah. you're pushing yourself hard enough in right. the right ways. Um, and I know, you know, as a coach and as an athlete, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can be OK with that on a certain level. But again, from the race director thing, I that makes me crazy. I won't use any names, but there's a guy at Vaquero this last year that was in a bad way, and he it, it did not not for anything want to drop, and I was really grateful that I was able to say, you know, this is not your day and it's going to be okay because, again, it becomes a safety issue yeah. at a certain point if you're really at that point. And, uh,
1: again, it's not, it's not worth that, you know. And there are some people I know out there that have not DNF that have pushed themselves, but it's interesting sometimes when you talk, like you said, when you talk to what a lot of the people consider the the top athletes, you know, people throw the word elite around or people that win or whatever it might be. But when you talk to them, sometimes some of their best stories are the DNF stories. And they can be. You know, the ones I think are really
3: cool, though, I know that sometimes, yeah, for whatever reason, again, everybody, it's hard to walk a mile in their shoes or whatever, they all have their reasons, your disappointment or whatever. But I know the cool things that I've been a part of is when you have one of those guys that's, you know, gunning for the win or whatever, and then they just, it comes a point instead of pulling the plug completely, they just, I was trying to think who was I was reading about it, was, it seems like it was Zach Miller or something, and they just go hang out, you know, and they cruise back there and they hang out and learn everybody's name in the middle of the pack, and 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 they still, you know, so I think there's a happy medium, and to me that there's huge respect, you know, for to be able to separate yourself from your performance that quickly, you know, and say, you know, I totally blew up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for a buddy. You know, and I'm gonna jog this in, or I'm gonna, there, there. So there, there's, there's a lot of ways you can rescue it, and and I don't. Uh, we're not all don't have the luxury of making all the money that you podcasters do, but uh, <laughs> the, you know, in in the end, that's, a, that's with any of that, you know, whether it's the buckle or whatever. You, you remember the friendships that people even. You might as well get that finish line, vibe going early, uh, you know, and just. Cruise along, and I, th- I think that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. E- despite disappointment, despite expectations, right. despite running 150 miles a week and being a pro, yeah. or whatever that means, is I've seen guys do that, and I just think yeah, it's pretty pretty mad respect for that that they get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they get, and that's what, what drew us all to, and they, that's what drew us all to the sport. Uh, you know that and buckles, but uh, oh, yeah. buckles. you know buckles. hashtags. Buckles. well I don't know, we're not going to go it's down. It's drawing
1: there. people to support hashtags. It is, yeah, apparently because that's that's i mean cause that that's kind of another part of the whole of the dnf thing too and, and not everybody can see behind the curtain but when these certain athletes out there whoever they are over the years have taken on these sponsorship responsibilities you know you wonder at times if that plays a part in their psyche of like well, can't drop her yeah. so well people joke about their ultra sign
3: up rating you know oh okay. yeah and there's there's there and that's Joke. again it's a trick. <laughs> well it's a it's a tricky thing though because like you say there's a certain amount of ego attached to this or you you know i wouldn't go on vacation to get up at five in the morning to you know and have a donut uh, eating contest to, and ha- to run and have a donut eating contest while dodging the police in north ogden this morning so yeah. um you know um, uh, yeah. that you know what i mean so there's a certain amount of ego or you know satisfaction i think maybe again it's like kind of blase or whatever but i th- I think yeah just i think you're going into it, you got to figure out what you want to get out of it whether that's the race or the sport or in general and if you can stick kind of to your own code of ethics without poo-pooing anybody else's yeah i think i think that's uh really important uh, not only in altering, but Just you know, life. The, the life yeah. life period, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, is a certain amount of empathy that
1: you, we don't really understand, you know. Well, because I've talked to people that have had a really, really difficult time DNFing. I was one of them years ago, my first time. But I think what people need to understand is they, they look at it as a stain on their record or their mark or their ultra sign up or whatever it is. And, you know, sometimes the best thing you can do is talk about it. I know when I started to feel better about my first one, I was like grumpy Gus for a long time because mm. I've never experienced You'd it. Involve a couch and uh, have mm. to like uh, private kind of discussion. Yeah, yeah. So I, put a, I just put my recliner on my porch. Yeah, and just, just yelled at kids that stepped on <laughs> my lawn as they walked by. You know, you were uh, a grumpy Gus. Uh, I was. <laughs> um, but, but it's it's okay to reach out to people too that have oh, gone People get
3: it. it. You yeah. know, that's that's what. Uh, again the experience and and there's those people out there and there's there's people you know I've I've been at this long enough that I'm now one of the old you know I was the one of the new guys at one point I remember you know you know scouring the internet for ideas and finding people you know the the Rock Hortons the Mark Bodemers, the people in my life that you know kind of mentored and and that's a huge reason why I finally decided to coach and stuff because I think we're in right now we're it's the opposite is true. There's so much information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and you know, the experiment of one and all those things. But it, hopefully there's a little credibility that, you know, uh, 16, 17 years later and, you know, only one major surgery and mm-hmm. still kind of kicking around at it. And, and, and it. and that's what's fun to see, you know. And I think that we all have the responsibility to kind of pass on those ethics and those ideas that what brought us to the sport. 'Cause I kinda of take that for granted with the with the explosion. You know, there it's different than it ever was yeah. and i try not to be that guy like, Oh, here it goes, you know, it's all going to hell in a handbasket kind of thing. But it's there. You sometimes have to look a little harder for it. But uh I think that's what we want to pass on and that's what all of us want to preserve with with the with the sport. So you just, you know, stick to that find that code of ethics, really understand why you're doing it, that it's not to be rich or for some free gear. Yeah, And,
1: uh, you know, you'll get through it. Well, because you bring up a great point. We had Rock. You keep talking about Rock. We had Rock Horton on the show. And when we sat down before we did the show with him, he was like, hey, well, what are we going to do? And I just wanted to talk to him about that, where Mm -hmm. he was kind of, a you know, one of the pioneers. And when I said that to him, he's like, oh, no, there was this guy. And he was naming people ahead of him, right? Right, Yeah. And And that's that's what's cool. That's what is is cool. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned the same thing. He said he went through a period where, he was kind of that poo-poo thing, you know. He's like, I, he was getting disheartened with the ultra running community because of one thing or another, and, and then he had—I I wish I remember off the top of my head. I, you know, talking to the microphone so much, but he had an experience with with a race or with somebody, and it just basically swung him the pendulum back around, where he almost said, "You know what? But now it's my responsibility to pass on." I wonder the, if that the
3: was the with c- me. You know, I had the—I knew Rock kind of from the old Montreal. Uh, Patagonia slash Nathan team I kind of came on at that transition and he actually paced me at that Leadville I was doing the Rocky Mountain Slam he and Catherine were down there for a wedding because they came from Crested Butte or something originally before they came up here to Salt Lake and he was going to pace me just for a May Queen Inn that's kind of what would fit their schedule and of course I'm just like are you kidding me you know <laughs> it's like uh, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go you know sing with you know Steven Tyler or whatever you know what I mean is this kind of rock star yeah iconic rock star guy and I'm blow up guts blow up everywhere in half moon and that's that section where you're like running and there's this highway and like there's the fish hatchery right here and then all of a sudden you find yourself like running Uh. not towards the fish hatchery on this road and I'm just like I'm just a wreck you know I'm falling to pieces and we're, I'm coming into the fish hatchery finally, and then here comes this land cruiser just screaming, and it, it, Catherine's like yelling out the window in her black dress still, and I just see these dress clothes like <laughs> flying in the back, and, and I get there, and my plan, I was going to have a buddy pace me, and I had actually, in the, t- at Twin Lakes, there's kind of the two aid stations where you come in, and i dropped him he was struggling with the altitude just in the aid station so i'm stressing out i'm like what am i going to do this you is know? your buddy right yeah my okay. buddy and i'm like what am i what am i going to do you know it's like it's not going to be able to do 26 miles if i dropped him in the aid station and then, um, anyway, so Rock jumped in there at the fish hatchery, you know, you can mule there, and I went to put on my pack, and he's like, you're not wearing that, and so, <laughs> and then, and he just whipped my butt to the finish, it was, it was a whole, another story for another day, but it was, it was one of those things, you know, that whole thing, and I'd only, I think Leland had been the only one that ever paced me at that point, and I had paced a couple times, but, um, yeah, that whole experience is just like my whole world expanded, and so careful if you ask me to pace you get the rock Horton treatment and it's it, it's so good and oh so bad. Yeah, it's one of the <laughs> mixed. It's it's in yeah. an, in it, so enlightening it's in a like horrible a horrible way. Isn't it so good? But so yeah, n- it's better than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <Okay>. <laughs> 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 he's done both. Yeah, yeah he's done yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd, I'd go for half a cliff block and twenty six miles right now. <laughs> <laughs> but we should have a cliff blocking blocky contest.
1: Oh oh man. Man. No, I'm out. <laughs> like Tap out. I, I, I threw up enough of those. So I mean that's. You know, there's a lot of, you know, we talked about just some of the things and there's a lot out there and we've asked our guests, you know, hey, you can send in questions and things like that because it is something that's some people have a harder time dealing with than others is the DNF situation, you know, but I think at the end of the day, like you said, if you're not DNFing, maybe you're not pushing yourself hard enough, you know, maybe you are, I don't know, maybe you're just right. one of those lucky few maybe out there, but it's part of it. It's part of throwing up. I remember when I first started, my goal was never to throw up because I heard how much people throw up. I'm like, well, I don't really throw up anyway. I don't like it, so I'm never going to do it, right? And then my first throw up, I'm like, wow, that was insane. Like, I don't want to do that again, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get good it, enough
3: at it. It's just <laughs> like Michael Phelps. I just turn my head and keep running. Keep going. and just Open just your running. pacers in front of you. I don't even worry about that. You don't that. care I just about keep running. Just keep running. <laughs> on <just laughs> <keep> runnin', <just laughs> you're one of those. You got to embrace that post-puke adrenaline. I used to see how many miles I could get in on an empty stomach before you started feeling crappy again. I count them off because you kind of get, you know, you feel better for that little bit when you empty your stomach. Like, you okay, do. we're going to make our money we're, we're gonna see <laughs> <it> <laughs> five miles before I start feeling like a crab sandwich again. <laughs> 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 you just hammer. <laughs> I don't know if it's a great advice, but I've finished <laughs> a lot of races. that yeah. way. And Cram sometimes sandwich. you don't even have milk, even 2.7%. 2. 27 7. <laughs> that's, that's what <laughs> he asked for. It it's hard, is. hard to find. We're well, used to from the tap, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get, uh, yeah. From the star. <laughs> from, the t- <laughs> from the star.
1: Oh, geez, from the star. <laughs> So all in all, around the table, I'm going to put everybody on the spot. Advice you would have to somebody that is going through a DNF situation. They just DNF'd. I'm putting everybody on the spot. Everybody's looking at me with these starry eyes.
2: It's the donuts.
1: It's the donuts. (laughs) It's the sugar rush. It's the sugar coma. Yeah. Yeah, So Someone just just went through a DNF. You know they're struggling with it. What's some good advice or things you could say to potentially help these people out? I'm starting with Joel, because Ty pointed that direction. And mm. Joel's been quiet.
2: I have. Well, you guys are talking so good. I Sometimes mean, you just got to know when sh- to shut up and sit back yeah, and let the magic I happen. I, I, I take the <laughs> <a> hint. <Yeah. laughs> Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I've DNF several times. And the only time it ever bothered me was this last year at Vaquero.
3: I was trying to keep you anonymous there, buddy. That's okay. All right.
2: No, I, that's the only time it ever bothered me. Yeah. Well, I and know that was, that was, it wasn't physical that time. Yeah. The, the yeah. other ones that I DNF, it was pure physical. This time, it was just... Well, my stomach had turned, and there was other mental things that were going on, and that really bothered me until we got back to the start line.
3: Well, actually, I had you—I know, had on close watch there for a while. Actually, it and that's bothered why made me, you sit by me.
2: It bothered me for a while too, all through August and September, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, I'm over it now. I think you're gonna—I guess my advice is you're gonna get over it eventually. I think if you're resilient enough, and you should be resilient because you're running ultras, right? You'll get over it. Don't beat yourself up too much. would be my advice. And if it's physical, don't ever think that it's not worth it because it's so worth it to drop out if you've got an injury because you're going to run again. That would be my advice. Okay. Debbie, you're up.
0: Oh, that, it's tough. I've never done it before, but I'm not foolish enough to think that it can't happen or it maybe even won't happen eventually I, compared to the – experience we've got going on around this table. I'm a rookie at this sport, and I think I've just been really fortunate and lucky. I know my stubbornness will only take me so far, you know. It's It's persistence if it's positive, right? You're not stubborn. too. Yeah. 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 I I think of it as as a positive attribute. I'm okay with it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, I I mean, I don't want this to sound trite to anybody that's um, gone through a DNF or eventually will. But like Joel said, you know, you're going to get over it, live to run another day and let's go out for a run. I think that would be my first thing to any of my friends or anybody. It's just, all right, we're going to go run and we're just going to go have fun and we're going to take the pressure off. There's no race. There's no expectation. We're just going to go run and have some fun and um, get back to what you love about the sport. Mm -hmm. Remember what you love about the sport. What's the first thing that drew you to this anyway? Right. Is it being out there alone? Is it being out there experiencing the hills? Is it the race experience itself? Whatever it is, let's go find that and and uh, get back to it.
2: Right,
3: All right, You're up, coach. Uh, probably said way too much. You, anyway. I think I uh, like with the idea of you got to enjoy the process. Sometimes we get the cart dragging the donkey, you know, because we're worried about how it's going to turn out or wondering how it's going to turn out. And yeah, you got to go back to those base values and. Uh, for a little cowboy wisdom uh, you gotta get back on the horse you gotta figure out what that is what's best it may be taking some time off might be getting off the horse by just unsaddling the horse for a while but you know bounce it off there's plenty of people that are glad to help ask you know plenty of other people that have been there done that and then, you know, really, it's like most things, like my dad said about milking cows for 40 years, it's not so bad once you get over the shame of it. <laughs> so, you know, it, yeah, you're going to be fine. And and, and the, the from the hardest hardest things that happen to us in life, that's where we learn the most, right? And that's true. there's a lot, you know. And, yeah, that's what we're and doing it's it. nice, I uh, again, more coaching stuff with my high school kids. You know, I have these discussions with parents when a kid screws up, and it's, an, or in an, an ultra race, that's a nice place to learn some of those, that resiliency, because there's way harder things <laughs> that people are going through oh, yeah. than, a, than a DNF. Right. You know. Keep and it I, in Yeah. And, yeah. So keep it in perspective. But you can you can let that the kind of that fear or that shame or whatever the bug in you it can paralyze you or you can use it to motivate you. Right. you know, After that first DNF, at... Wasatch, you know, you never want to get comfortable with it, I no. don't think. Uh, I think there may maybe some of that too. But um I was, you know, when it's forty below in Auburn, Wyoming, it was still pretty easy to get out of bed. When I didn't want to get out of bed, I remember, you know, I just tapped into that feeling that I felt uh, you know, taking the right of shame, you know, back back to the finish line and right. and helps you get out of bed and then then that's that's what resiliency is, right? You're using that to To motivate you or refocus or whatever
1: okay nice well i think that kind of kind of wraps and it's a lot of good information for people you know especially ones that were wanting to know more information about dns right it's it's kind of what you all said you know as far as why are you doing it embrace it you know get back on the horse you know all these different things so at the end of the day i think for me it's just a matter of the same thing it's like why do you do these things you know it's not over it's just kind of a, you know, a little setback, right? And then it's a comeback after that. And so you can set yourself up for success after that. So I think that's pretty much it uh, for the show. Um, we uh, ate some donuts. What was the final count? You had nine? Joel? Four. Debbie? Four. Okay. that's me. Yep, that's right. So I had seven. So nine, seven, four, four. So I could still... Dang, that was a bummer. We're going to bring more next time or come up with another one because that was good. And we got y- Save that for Turtle Show, would you? Or no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're trying to help him drop, right? Yeah. That was our show. we <laughs> oh, got right. yeah. to get Turtle to 250. Maybe no, one Luke, Luke or something. 150. <laughs> one <laughs> <50. laughs> He's got to drop 60 pounds to get down to 250. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's got to gain
3: more. <laughs> Who's have who? yeah, friends like that who needs enemies. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> so we're going to so go, so we we go
1: through some Joel. what's your What's your donut name? We're going to throw those out there we talked about. Oh, yeah, Chocolate Thunder. Chocolate Thunder is his name. Ties was. Uh,
2: the Donut Donkey? Yeah, the Donut, donut donkey. donkey.
1: Debbie was like, don't make me answer you c- this.
0: You coined something for me. Go for it. What, what was it? Was it? Don't sprinkles. Don't it was sprinkles. We had it was sprinkles. sprinkles. There was
1: something really dirty. We'll but just I go with sprinkles because the other cruncher. one was pretty <laughs> dirty. Yeah,
2: sprinkles. I'll stick with sprinkles. All right, all right. My donut haze is just—I can't think right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that's it, Ty. Thanks again. You're yeah, on thank vacation. You. Thanks to you and your wife. I know she's listening um, <laughs> <laughs> for for you know sharing you with us before you go shopping. And like I said, let me know where you're shopping because I'm registered at a few places mm-hmm. in town. Perfect, um, oh, so I can give you that information. I it. I care. Diamonds. I'm sure.
3: Sure, it's right up your alley. I'm Prob- sure. It probably, and it probably is. mine too. <laughs> I'm sure. We're. <laughs> I'll wear it. Too, Part of the, the yeah.
1: Far. It's part of the gig, man. <laughs> and Debbie, thanks for letting us. We're actually in a different studio. Yeah,
2: we? we're in the. Com- we're gonna have to come over here more often.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is warm. It is warm. Mm. It's comfortable. Yeah.
0: Anytime you're welcome. Yeah, Anytime. So it's got a good
1: view. view. Yeah, we're looking out the window. I mean, we're not looking still at the store. I mean. Oh my gosh. So yeah, thanks for listening to the show again. Don't forget to check out Elva Caroloco if you have been thinking about it. And if you have, just run it. Do it. And, and I know and I've been threatening for a long time, but it's not gonna be
3: around forever. Yeah. It's I be know. I've, for I've, three more years, I've made. I've made several, you know, rash things. You know, only ten years. Obviously, we've right. passed, passed, that. Or, passed that again. Yeah, it's you, you just. I can't DNF at this point. So you gotta uh, let me get five. Yeah, we. Yeah, we. So we've got a few more, but it's not gonna be around
1: forever. So and it's a. It's a great atmosphere, great environment. We're gonna be there. Yep. Um, Joel's going for a course record, so you know he's gonna be primed to <laughs> to bust it out. Um, but, yeah. Dude, I was supposed to see in the download. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> download, you you busted yourself on your goals podcast.
1: Yeah. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no listen to that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: um, but, yeah, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, if you have any questions, again, hit us up. We'll leave the notes to the link in the show. And don't forget, you know, there's more things to work on than just your stamina, your, your mileage. Don't forget about your neck meat. That comes in handy, <laughs> you know, especially if you're wearing a headlamp. You know, they got to gotta keep that head up, you know, for those long miles. So, again, Ty, thanks for braving the storm and coming down. to Join us, Debbie. Again, thanks for yes, hosting thank us. You. And everybody, thanks for your on this morning. Joe, thanks for the donuts. I might give them back to you in a few minutes. So. <laughs> so, uh, that's all for this week. Uh, catch us on Thursday for another single track session. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners podcast. We'd like to thank Ty, Draney, and Debbie Farka for joining us today. And we also want to encourage everybody to follow us over on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners, or swing by our website at trailmanners.com. You can stop by our store page for some gear, or hit us up on the contact page and let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or even if you want to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.